0: story that we looked at in the first service yesterday and hopefully we can take it a step forward and starting from verse 57. Luke chapter 9 from verse 57. Now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests but the Son of Man has nowhere to what to lay his head. And the next verse says that, and he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my, my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I'll follow you, but let me, First go and bid them farewell, oh, oh at my house. And Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back his feet, you know, for the kingdom. I don't know if we can reach it. This is where I really want to reach eventually. But we need to go on a, on the right journey. No man having put his hands on the plow. That's That's really what I want to, I want to hit. So hopefully I hit it this morning. I hit it on Wednesday as God grants us grace. No one having put his hand on the plow and looking back his feet for the kingdom of God. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them by two, sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about was about to go. So we see here that I told you that the Bible was not Um, It was not written in chapters. It was later chapterized. Amen. And when you look at the introduction of chapter 10, you can see that it has all the connection with the previous verses that we have read because it says, after these things. Did you see there? After these things, then the Lord now appointed 70 guys and he he sent them two by two. Are we together here? And this is the Wisdom and the power of God, and the trust of God that God knows what two people can do. Are you with me? Because many times you want to be many for you to think that you can, you know, do something massive, but two people can always do massive. Amen. That's why I have learned, you know, not to war. I like numbers because the lord loves numbers he loves to save people but when we talk about warring and victory i've learned not to war with numbers amen Amen. i've learned not to focus on unavailable people praise god i have learned it a lot of you a lot of us waste energy hoping that unavailable people will get available will become available hoping that unavailable people would change their minds. You know, some boys are waiting for an unavailable girl, you know, to to eventually be available. Do you understand? Whereas there are many other available girls, amen. And, and some girls are waiting for unavailable boys. You know, have you ever been in that place before? I know you would answer. You wouldn't answer. Where... You are so waiting for this guy. You are sure that you and this guy can just fulfill destiny. But the guy is not waiting for you. You know, are we together here? Yes, sir. Some guys are waiting for a girl. Sure, sure that with this girl they can fulfill destiny. You know, stop waiting for unavailable people. Yes, sir. Uh, are you with me? Yes, sir. Stop waiting for unavailable uh, um, people. Don't do that. Don't, don't waste your time. You need... You see, when you get two people who are available, they are more powerful than 20 undecided people. People who have not decided are very terrible. They give you the assumption that you are going somewhere and eventually you find out you are going nowhere. You have no business with undecided people. And how do you know somebody is undecided when you are not sure if they have decided? It's very easy. If you need to doubt their decision then they haven't decided. Somebody who has decided is always clear and powerful. Yes, sir. If you're not sure if a girl likes you, the girl don't like you. Yeah. If you're not sure if a boy likes you, the boy don't like you. Yeah. And even if even if there are words and says, you know, I like you, it's just that that's the way I am. It's not true. When you see him with the person he truly likes, you will know that's not the way he is. Do you understand? There is... Um, 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 there is no excuse in love. When there are excuses, love isn't there. God, and this is the same standard God holds us by. Yeah. God says, don't tell me you love me. If you love me, you keep my commandment. Yes, Anybody that doesn't keep my commandment, I know the person don't love me. Yeah. And, and that's how he's going to, you can tell him you love him, that's your business. But for him to say, you love me, The only proof is going to use his action. So judge people by their actions, not by their words. I said I should tell you that. I didn't say be angry. Don't be angry. Just just have the knowledge. Do you understand? And after the guy goes ranting and ranting and ranting and ranting, check what he does the next day. And choose his action above his words. Do you understand? If he says he will call... And he doesn't call. And he says, In my head, I was calling you all true. <laughs> you have a demon in your hands, I tell you the truth. <laughs> you know, these are the little things that gives you that can get you peace. If you understand these little things, you would not be in bondage of nonsense. Yeah. You know, I see a lot of people in the bondage of nonsense. Do you understand? There's nothing you can do with an undecided person, unavailable person. I, as a pastor, I don't. I'm not angry at undecided people, but I make no plans. you see, the effort of undecided people, I count it as bonus. It's not part of the effort that I that I budget with. I don't budget with what undecided people bring to the table. I count it as bonus. So, so I don't also fight undecided people because I need bonus. <laughs> so if you're undecided, I'm not going to fight you. I'm just going to receive your bonus whenever you bring it. But I will never plan with you. You are not, you are not part of the revenue or whatever. You get my point now. Undecided people, if you plan with undecided people, your heart will break. I don't forget what I said. I'm not asking you to fight undecided people. You see, if you can reduce the amount of fights you have, you'll have speed in life. (laughs) A lot of you fight too much. That's why you don't have speed. Make decisions. Stop fighting. Stop fighting. You see, to fight is not cheap. Stop fighting. Stop fighting. You can't fight and run at the same time. You pause to fight. Stop fighting. And this is for you who have have managed your emotions. When you have your emotions here and there, you'll be a mess. Get my point. Decide. Know people for who they are and make a decision. And keep following your destiny and stop fighting. A lot of you two quarrels that should not even have been there in the first place. Some of you have a list of those who didn't attend this function, attend that function, and this person didn't do this. You are just, you are not a serious person. You you are not going somewhere. This person did not call me on my birthday. This person did not reply my text. This person did not reply my chats this person did this and this person did that and you have too many fights pettiness is not just pettiness pettiness is slow motion just yes, stop fighting, be focused be focused, that dream that goal God has given to you, be focused and two people can cause havoc, you don't need one million people two people You see, dedication and commitment, it's a greater population than the population of numbers. The weight of commitment and dedication is more than the weight of numbers of men. So what you need in your corner is commitment and dedication, not not a lot of people. When 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 Jose Murillo came into the football scene, those were the things that made him made him special. It was the dedication and the commitment he was able to get from his team members. Amen. And he made sure he chased any player who was not willing, you know, to give that. And he will use sometimes teams that are not did wonderful things with Porto, won the Champions League with Porto X. But his strength then was just the commitment and the dedication that, you know. So, so Jesus is not afraid to send people, how? Two by two. So far, there is anointing. Yeah. Are you with me? When you're anointed, you are not really looking for who's on your side, who's not on your side, and all of that. The anointing attacks the dream. Yeah. You get my point now? And so, you have to Focus on your dream and focus on your anointing. Amen. Amen. Husband and wife is enough. <clears throat> Amen. You, you wouldn't need an uncle to be kind. Yeah. If an uncle chooses not to be kind, if a father, no, that's okay. Husband and wife, they are enough. If they can be committed, dedicated, and put the goal in front of them, there's nothing they won't achieve. So, so the anointing is powerful. And so Jesus did not send the 70 together. He broke the 70 into two two, and sent them into cities. And Jesus believed that two persons can take a city. Aha! Did you hear that? Yes, he believed that two, two, two individuals, rightly connected, can take a city. And he said that he sent them two by two into every place that he himself... We go. That is to say, we need to know that our presence... So, it means that there must be a mindset with which we do life, that anywhere I'm in, Jesus is coming. Anywhere I'm sent to, Jesus is what? Is coming. So, we bring the influence. I see, friends, I'm not preaching sweet message, I'm telling you the story of your life. That anywhere you enter... Are you with me? You're going to bring the dimensions of Christ there. Are you with me? Anything, anything you enter. Anything God has, anywhere God has sent you to. Are we together, friends? Anyone God has sent you to. Anyone, any place, any business that the spirit of God or the Lord sent you to. When you get there, there's Jesus is coming. So you are the sign that Jesus is what? is coming. So, when people see you, they should know Jesus is coming. Are we together here? So, for those of you planning to get married, as you enter that marriage, enter with the vision that as I step into this marriage, then Jesus will come into this home. Are we together here? Yes, sir. So, that is the energy that we carry and the possibility that we carry that when we step into a city so it means it means that we are too much to take this city. Are you with me? Well, what? Too we are too much. We are too much. And do you know that there is no time there is no hour there is no prophetic season that God is willing to give us this city that does hear the lord the time is coming the harvest is a lie is a rumor that prophecy is a rumor are you together be... there's a prophecy about a time is a time for us to be committed mm-hmm. It's not some automatic heavenly wand mm-hmm. amen okay. if our commitment increases the city will be taken huh yes, sir. when he was talking about the lord of harvest and all the conversations of harvest What he said was that you need to pray the Lord of Aves to send in what? Laborers. So the laborers are always the ones that need prayer. It's not God that needs prayer. We are the ones that need prayer. It's not God and say, Father, do it. Give us the others. That's that's an indictment on, on his character. He's done his part. So, twos. One of the things I'm just saying to you is to this morning is that There is a lot you can do, Huh? Yes, yes, sir. Can you tell yourself there is a lot I can do? There's a lot I can do. I look at somebody else and say there is a lot we can do. There's a lot we can do. do. Commitment is powerful. Commitment is what? It's powerful. It's powerful. It's powerful. powerful. Ah. I know what one person can do. I know that. I know that even when we when we even talk about the, the, the resources to to you know to, for the gospel, the financial resources of the gospel, <laughs> plenty of people does not translate to anything. Say yes. yeah? yes. so the more we have more church members. It does not translate to anything. Yes, church people Committed people. When God was going to war with Gideon, was going to take Gideon to war, he kept telling Gideon to, in, to reduce the numbers. Because when people are not committed, they reduce the energy. Yes. You see, as, as God was reducing the number, it was actually increasing efficiency. Yes. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. It was actually increasing efficiency. Because some people are just they are just distractions. Yeah. I tell you the truth. Some people are just distractions. They are they are just they help us to be solving quarrels that do not exist. You know yeah. God, we're meant to be doing the work. When somebody is winning souls, others are crying that they're not visiting. Yes. You know. God, can I just say please let me remove that person. we have gotten comfortable with a lazy, a lazy a lazy, narrative of what is called the church of God. Wow. A lazy what? Lazy. Narrative. And so people now come to church to be saved. Wow. Wow. And so people now come to church to be saved and now measure how well they were saved. I said, well, they are trying that church. I will try another one. That's that's meant to be a soldier of Christ. <laughs> yeah, people people come to be saved. I don't have long conversations with such people. People who have a sense of entitlement, I don't have long conversations with them. Are you with me? Can you say again that there is a lot I can do? And look at someone and say, there is a lot we can do. Can you say that again to yourself first? say, there is a lot I can do? And look at someone and say, there is a lot we can do. Another time, say to yourself, there is a lot I can do. And look at the person and say, there is a lot we can do. Yeah, there is a lot. There is a lot. One person, one person can do so much. I tell you the truth. One person can do so much. And I'm trusting God that you will be that one person. Amen. Do you know that if you decided that every month you want to be getting 15 people saved, do you know it's possible? Yes, sir. It's because you haven't decided. And if you don't decide, some souls will stay in hell because you haven't decided there's a lot God just kept in our hands. That if we don't do, it wouldn't be done. So he set them two by two. There is, there is just power and commitment. And not just numbers. Not just numbers. Now, when you look at this Luke chapter 10 verse 1. The I hope you're not cold. Are you cold? All right. The the preceding verses, verse uh, verse 57 to 60, there was a conversation around people following the Lord. Are we together here? And um, it culminated to chapter 10, where we began to see that Jesus was now intending to send 70 people. Are you with me? So it means that from verse 57 and 58, there was something in the mind of the Lord that it was about to do, which is to anoint people and send them. Now, before that moment happened, there was now, uh, people either picking it. Are you together with me? But it was just the story as per following the Lord. Amen. And um, it was immediately that story ended that he now picked 70. You get my point now? If those guys knew that Jesus was about to pick 70, maybe they would have decided to quickly join. Are you together with me? Because they kept giving excuses as if they were in charge of the timing. They kept giving excuses as they were in charge of the timing. A lot of you give excuses as if you really have a comprehensive um, knowledge of the times of God. And God says, you should do this. You say you do it next year. As if you know whether there was going to be a next year. Or whether there's going to be a you next year. Or whether the work will still be dear for you to do next year. We have this arrogance. As though we have understanding of the contents in time. Are we together with me? Am I preaching here? We just have an assumption. And so we tell God when we want to do what he tells us to do. And to postpone uh, uh, a divine matter is same as not to do it. God does not count your postponing it as decision. So he that says tomorrow and he that says he's not doing, they are the same. It is your daddy, your biological father, you can be saying is you and your father that has that level of relationship. Not Jehovah, not Jehovah Jireh. You can be doing that with your auntie. <laughs> Not with the Lord God Almighty. I will do it tomorrow. Are we together, friends? What I'm saying, is it making any kind of sense to you? I'm excited it is. So, after these things, in our know, I picked 70. So, it means that that was some type of screening. Are you together with me? And there are moments in God that you miss that assures you that you will miss every other moment. There are some moments that are connected to other moments. And if you don't get that moment right, you will miss other moments. I tell you the truth and I lie not. Are we here, friends? You know, Judas missed his moment. Judas is I don't know whether he's in heaven or hell. I don't know. Most likely, hell, I think. But that's not the point. But he can't go back and be part of the 12 apostles. If Judas knew that to be a disciple of Jesus in the flesh was an eternal position. You know, the apostles of the Lamb, they are, is an eternal position. The twelve apostles of the Lamb are still the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Ah yeah. When you check the book of Revelation, you find out that the, the the and Jesus also promised them that the kingdom will be built, they will have the they will be the foundation of the kingdom. There is no apostle in the class of the twelve apostles, not even Paul. Yeah, he's not part of the 12 apostles, those were the ones, and that's why the, the apostles had the wisdom when they wanted to to replace Pete, replace Judas. They said he must be, he must have been there with us. Are you together with me? When we were at Jordan, from Jordan to resurrection. So it means that there are people who are not part of the 12, but who are on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you they found somebody they found someone who was with them from Jordan So the guy was always with them okay, uh, I, come out I, come out. <laughs> I tell you the truth the guy was always with them he was always with them and I tell you the truth I always look out for those kind of people the people who are not giving the attention but are always present. You don't give them the attention as regards kingdom things, but they are always present. Friends, in my little journey in the faith, I found out that those people usually turn out to be the sons and the daughters of consolation after those you give attention get begins to get into their head. I find you see <laughs> be afraid of the weak people around you the people who appear weak, those guys are stealers of anointing. The weak, the people everybody sees as errand boys, errand girls, those ones those ones know how to steal the anointing. The ones with color always never get the anointing. Ah, I tell you the truth. They have to wear a, type, a different kind of hat for them to get the anointing because it's sure for them. And those that it's sure for, it's not sure for. Those ones, be, those ones behind, that are just around the corner. You turn back, you see them. You ask for cup. When the ones with color, don't bring cup. They'll say, I, I have a couple. Those ones, from behind. Ah. They always become the last, that eventually become the first. And that's why, don't look, don't desire to be seen. Just make sure you are doing the work. Are you with me? Don't desire to be seen. Do the what? Do the work. The day God wants you to be seen, you will be seen. Listen, listen. Your visibility and your work is not dependent on the kindness of any man. When God needs you on the stage, he puts you on the stage. No man must be kind to you for God to use you if he wants to use you Are you together with me? If he needs to use you, he will touch whoever's heart he needs to touch. Let me tell you one attitude you should put, you should take with you your journey of life. Just one. Very easy attitude. And I call it show up. It's an attitude you always need. Learn to show up. Just be showing up. Learn to what? To show up. Against all odds, against everything, just do what? Show up. Availability is powerful. Availability is more powerful than ability. He that is available is. More important than he that has the ability. Are you together with me? Because your abilities, God can choose to do without it. Yeah. And the fulfilling of the sign assignment, God might decide not to use any of your abilities. Because he anoints those he wants to use. So your ability is not impressive. What will get the job done is his anointing. Praise God when God was going to pick somebody who is going to take Israel out of Egypt uh, a journey that is going to have to require a lot of talking eventually the man was a stammerer on a journey that would do with a lot of talking that's how he does his things he doesn't consult your ability amen and that's why you cannot project your future on the basis of the abilities you have and the abilities you don't have. I said, the way I am now, I know I can never be an evangelist. I'm too gentle. You are joking. You think it is, it is roughness that makes an evangelist? Is it oil? Yeah. <laughs> you will stand there talking gently and souls will weep for the kingdom. You think it's a easy-to-do it evangelists. You say, I can't speak English. What's God's business with that? His oil makes all things new. And so, the conversation in 57, 58, 59, and 60 was going to uh, climax into ten-one, which is the choosing of 70 and the pouring of oil. Are you here with me? Yes, sir. And if you had known that they would pour oil in next three verses, at least you would have pretended, right? But, but they didn't know. And then you never know. You never know. Alright, let's read fifty-seven. Praise God. This MHC is not bishop chain. It's not like I'm I'm becoming a bishop. It's is guy. I'm doing guy. It's not, it's, not, it's not. deep. It's just guy. I put it. I look at the mirror. It looks like this. Fine, man. It's not. It's not as man of God. It's not. It's guy. Just the way you do, this guy. You did guy when you were gay. You wore the wig that fits you. You so allow me too to do. you Do your guy, I do my guy. Let's uh, don't judge me. You understand? You, if you can do guy, why can't I do guy? You understand? Me self, I'm a human being. I hate to get back. it's not that I'm singing two face go. I'm just. Uh, Now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I'll follow you wherever wherever you go. And that's a very powerful word. You say, Lord, and then you also say, wherever. I'm sure many of you have said that before. Huh? Are we together here? Lord, I'll follow you where? Wherever you go. How many of you have said that? Separate of my soul. Where you lead, I go, Master's voice, I know you are the owner of my life. Oh. Just just see, it. I'll do it right? All right? something like this. So this was the song they were singing to. "I'll follow you wherever you go, right? What was the next verse? Amen. So you can see that the Lord knows our hearts. And immediately you speak to him, then he confronts your heart. Are we together here? So so your prayers are the orchestrators of your experience. Let me explain. When you pray prayer, when you say, "When you say, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go," it will create an experience that will either prove that statement true or false. Amen. If you say you want to love God and love God, I, I pray I want to grow in love. I want to grow in your love. Let your love be perfected in me, then it brings a relationship into your life that will demand you to walk in love. You get my point. It just brings somebody who somebody in your life that the only way there can be success in that relationship is that you pour the love of God. Are you together with me? You know there are different types of love. There's the love you love someone because the person is too good to you and you just love the person. It's a Kai. You love the person. You are reciprocating the person's goodness. But there's another type of love where the person is bad to you. And that one is called the love of God. <laughs> and this was Jesus who said it. He said that if you love people who are doing you good, he said, what difference are you with ADMP? So it's a natural love. You see, but some people are very terrible. Though. They still cannot love people who are good to them. That's that one is the worst. Who have known? It's strange. <laughs> they say you should love your enemy. Uh, love your enemies, right? They, they have an assumption that everybody loves their friends, but I tell you the truth, some people would still chop the eye of their <laughs> friends. I tell you the truth. Very strange. Very strange demons. I tell you. <laughs> I'm telling you, some people will not even love back someone who's giving them love. So, when you say, God, I want to love you, I want to grow in love, then he brings somebody in your life. Are you together with me? Who you will need to walk in love with. Amen. And I've always said it, that your home is the greatest conference you'd ever attend. For those of you who are married or plan to, to marry, your home is the greatest conference you'll ever attend. And your marriage is your surest way to becoming like Christ. You see, you can't have a successful marriage without spiritual maturity. Yeah. And the best way to check where you are, your level spiritually, is your home. not your response to the pastors preaching in church. Is your response to your wife's trouble and your response to your husband's Wahala? Are you together with me? That's, you know, so sometimes the reason why God chose the person He chose for you to get married to is so that He can answer your prayer because you say, Lord, I just want to know You, I just want to grow in You, I just want to be like You. And God will give you somebody that can hasten. It's still the process. Within two years, you're already come to the, to the stature of Christ. <laughs> i tell you the truth. Your marriage. Marriage is about love and forgiveness. Yeah. And forgiveness is about death to self. Yeah. Uh, marriage is about forgiveness. It's about love and forgiveness. Sometimes you forgive actions that will be repeated. <laughs> Marriage is so sweet. <laughs> sweet like honey. This <laughs> is, it, is it sweet like honey. Oh my goodness! Let me just say one last thing about marriage. I leave here. <laughs> Don't worry, I promise you, I'm not going to, I'm not going to change it. Let's see. let tell something about marriage. Let me just say something. For those who are married, let me say this to you: marriage is a privilege. See it as that it is. It's a privilege. Now, I like, I like Chris so much, for example. I like Chris so much because out of maybe the 10 things I know about Chris, maybe nine and a half of those 10 things are good. I tell you the truth. Chris is such a great guy. Now, Chris doesn't let me know about his very bad things. He doesn't. He doesn't let me know about them. There, maybe there are reasons, but even if there is, Chris wouldn't let me know. Now, when Chris gets married, (laughs) now he doesn't need to let his wife know about his bad character, but she's too close to him. She sees him every day, and so she'll see his bad character. She'll see everything. She'll know that Chris is not as great as I think that he is. (laughs) And that and she's wondering why Palzak hypes this guy so much because <laughs> <laughs> But if the guy did not choose to marry you you will never know. Yes. The reason you know is the privilege of marriage. Yes. And and, 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 and Olive is just perfect. That's Chris's fiance. In case God is talking to you about Chris. is either you didn't hear rightly. Or Chris didn't hear rightly. But just leave everything to God. But there, there's already a wedding date. We've already started cancelling. We're already praying. It is not going to change. Now now Olive is such a perfect girl, even way better than Chris. I've still seen one or maybe one of Chris bad character. Olive does not have any bad character. (laughs) I can bet Olive is perfect. And 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 it was because of the perfection of Olive that made Chris want to marry her. Like what what worries this <laughs> when Chris gets married to Olive November after some weeks Olive will still be the perfect Olive but after like 6 weeks Olive cannot take it anymore she has to be herself <laughs> She just has to be herself. She can't, she can't take it anymore. It's like, leave me, Jerry. <laughs> now, so Chris begins to see some stuff in Olive that, well, there were times he saw flashes of it. Yeah, there, during dating, there were flashes, but he ignored it, it's not that bad. And he he found out that those flashes, (laughs) (laughs) that that's who you are. (laughs) See, while you're you're dating, bank on the flashes. Those flashes are true. Those flashes your babe showed you. That one she showed you. Just one day she just showed you small. Bah! Prepare for it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. It's, it's, it's going to be like that. It's going to be like that. Yeah, it's going to be like that. And so multiply those flashes by 55. And ask yourself, can I do this or not? Yes. And, but, but you see, the reason why Chris is going to see all of that was because Olive granted him the privilege to get married to him. And so now that by privilege they have seen themselves, they both have to keep quiet. And keep telling everybody that it's great. Because it's confidential. You are not meant to see it. I married you by a privilege, now you are seeing all these things, so don't disrespect me because you are now seeing all these things, so both of us are going to work on it hopefully I change, and if, it, if I did not change, you have carried it like that no no you don't have to clap, you clap later you on your own you ju- you will just be your. <laughs> On your own at home, you just be clapping yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like that. It's like that. So both of us will keep telling everybody that I you know, this person is so amazing. You know, the way they are is out there. You don't you don't expose what privilege made you see. I'll go and tell the world that it's not, it's not like that. She's not. No, she's still like that. Because don't take privilege for granted. So marriage is a privilege. That says they were naked, but they were not ashamed. If they were not married, they won't, they won't be naked. So marriage exposes our nakedness. So it is foolishness to begin to expose the nakedness of your spouse. Because you are breaking... Uh, what does FBI call it? Uh, eh? There's one kind of... Uh, there are some news they don't release outside. They call it... Uh, you are you are releasing classified information. Never release classified what? Information. Amen. You walk on it. You pray about it. And you smile. Whatever you do, make sure you're smiling. So that those coming ahead of you can also get married. eh Let's not spoil it for those God <laughs> Let's go back to the Bible. Alright, praise God. This is what Jesus has been going through. Amen. Be married to us. Amen. He's perfect. We are not perfect. But guess what? He doesn't expose us to other people. I don't know. I don't know if Jesus has told you about somebody before and told you the negative things about the person. He keeps saying powerful things, but only he and that person know what they are going through. You get the point. He doesn't expose this person to this person. If he does it to you, you have entered prayer project. If Jesus exposed somebody's uh, uh, imperfections to you, is for the sake of intercession yes, sir. alone. Yes, sir. The only thing you have to do with anybody's imperfection is prayer. Yes, That's your only legal ground. Any other thing you do with it, yes, you are going to see Jesus' red eye. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anything you do with somebody's imperfection aside for prayer, you will see Jesus' red eye. Yes, Even though it's one that told you. You will say, Is my wife you are is it, my wife like it will deal with you. You get the point now. I don't even know what brought me to the Jesus, to the marriage story yeah. yeah. alright so let's check 57 we have some few minutes left are you blessed this yes, thank you for allowing me to just take it the way I want to take it so Lord I'll follow you wherever you go amen so we see Lord here and we see wherever that's a powerful statement. So I was saying that, whenever you make this statement, God will confront you. He confronts you to not to, not to shame you, but the reason he confronts you is so that you can have a practical breakthrough, so that your words and your heart can be one. Yes, see, because many times our words and our hearts are not one. You know, the Bible talks about how. They draw to me with their lips, but their what? But their heart is far. And if Jesus has that testimony, don't have an assumption that that's not you. Many times our hearts are far, and our words, you know, draw near. We're drawn near with our words, but our hearts are far. You see, but what the Lord does to you is that. He hears your word. Let me tell you something. I think I've said it before. There was a time I had one of my major experiences that changed my life. And then sent me into the ministry. You know, when I was having that experience, that glorious experience. As per ministry and all of that. You know what the Lord did to me? The Lord then gave me a vision of the day I got born again. So, one of the times where God was, I was having an experience as regards my ministry and what the kind of person I must now become. You know, not just what I was to do, but the kind of person I was going to become in area of surrender, not living for myself again, and just being sold out to the the kingdom. Not all preachers are sold out to the kingdom. It takes the working of the spirit for you, for that to happen to you. And um, that has happened to me in a great degree and it's still happening to me. Not in a great degree, in some degree. And it's still happening to me. I wouldn't know if it's great. Only him can know that. And so, in one of those encounters I was having, the Lord now gave me a vision and took me back to many years ago onto the day and to the spot I got saved. Now, on my first day, the day I got saved, when I was on the bed and was crying and talking to God, I told God, I will serve you with all my life. I will not use my life for any other thing but to serve you. Many years later, God was calling me into the ministry and played the tape for me. I said, this is what you said. And I was right there and heard myself saying it. And I said, how do you take the prayer of somebody who just got saved? It was the first day. It was even the process of salvation. I wasn't even sure whether I have gotten saved. And the man recorded that tape and played it. Yeah, it looks like Something. Well, I'm sorry, but. <laughs> so, he, he hears us and sets us up. So, be careful what you say in the presence of God. Yes, sir. The Bible talks about how we are judged by our own words. Are you with me, friend? Yes, sir. Be careful what you say. If you tell him, Lord, I want to follow you. Anywhere you lead me. Blah, 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 he's going to create a scenario that will upgrade your heart to your words. Are we here? Yeah, so, this guy said, Lord, one, two, follow, three, wherever. Eh, you mean it. Then the Lord had created a scenario for him. Foxes have Holes. That is the foxes don't go wherever. The foxes have the hole the dog. Where they go and sleep in the night. They made it themselves. It's their own hole. Birds have taken time to create their own nests. And it's their own. But the son of man has nowhere to lay his if what you meant what you said was true this statement will not be a big deal so Jesus Christ was giving a practical uh, meaning to what he said if he's wherever are you ready for this are you with me because if you say Jesus wherever because sometimes we say wherever and at the same time we have a list of places we want to go and where we don't want to go. And yet, you see, telling wherever. And your wherever is in alignment to your list. The rather than wherever out of these places. <laughs> Are you a big friend? And the conversation did not continue. There was no more conversation. We didn't hear from that guy again. The conversation did not continue because he was just deceiving the Lord. So if you're going to follow me wherever, then I can. I can break into your plans. Amen. Amen. Your plans will not be Lord anymore. Are you with me? Your plans will be flexible. A lot of us worship our plans. And we feel dead. We almost die when those plans fail. Especially ladies have this tendency. Ladies usually have plans on how things should go, and if the things don't go that way, that's why prophets are very are not one of the nice, none of the people that ladies like to marry. When you marry, because the prophetic um, nature is a spontaneous nature. Prophets can be very spontaneous. Which is not 100% good. It's just the character of the prophet. That's why it's not only the prophets we have in the fivefold. You need everything, you can't always be spontaneous. And that's why prophets and teachers are always fighting. They don't like themselves, except they grow and mature. A teacher wants to go step by step how things are meant to be done. Like this, like that, like that, like that. A prophet does not believe in those steps. He says, thus saith the Lord, let us go. Shall say, go here. <laughs> go how? Go with what? So the Lord said. He said, with Lord. <laughs> you get the point. A prophet is just many times concerned about the word of the Lord. Amen. The teacher is concerned about the process of the Lord. And um, you need both. Jesus had the capacity to call, to get coin from the mouth of a fish. At the same time had the sense to have a treasurer. Because it's not every time you can go get the coin from the mouth of the fish. You should be able to have a treasurer that does but a prophet who does who has no matur every time so the Lord would do it, the Lord will provide. Marino <laughs> Meekatia The prophet would just say, Is this person you want to marry? Did the Lord say so? He said, Yes, go and marry. The teacher would want to look at the intricacy. What does he do? Who is this? That that, that, that. the law said is not automatic. Yeah. And the teacher can see this thing, whether the law said or not, it does not it does not tally. Go and end it. That's why some people believe that pastor and teacher is the same office. Mm-hmm. Which is an unnecessary argument whether it's the same office or not. You know, people argue over small things. I want to die over small things. You know, the way it's written in the Bible, apostles, prophets, evangelists, then it ended by saying pastors and teachers. So some people feel like it's a two-in-one office. No, it can be true. It makes a lot of sense. When you read it, it makes a lot of sense because if you're a pastor and you cannot teach. <laughs> And, and when you check the temperament of the pastor, it's, it's close to that of the teacher. Are we together, friends? Please give me my main scripture so that I stay I stay in this. No, no, no. My main, don't, dis, don't distract me. Thank you, Laya. I'm, I'm so blessed to have you in my life. Amen. Are we together, friends? So he brings scenarios that will confront your words. And the reason is that he wants to upgrade your heart. And let your heart align with the things that you say. Because many times the mouth says yes before the heart. Yeah. Huh? Yes, sir. Are we together here? Yes, sir. But the mouth will confess, but it's with the heart that will believe. Are you together with yes, me? Sir. The heart. So he brings scenarios. And my prayer for you is that when those scenarios come, you allow the spirit lead you. You get my point? What do I mean by that? You allow the spirit take you through those scenarios. (laughs) Not every bad boss equates a leading to resign. Not every time that the reason why you have a bad boss is t- it's time to resign mm-hmm. not every time sometimes sometimes a bad boss is an answer to your prayer yes, then the spirit will now lead you and teach you and train you how to relate in that scenario are you together with me and yes, birth a divine nature and character in you am I preaching here yes, sir. Yes, sir. But how is it that I do not always have time? Don't the other pastors that have time? Do they have... I need to go to seminary school. I can learn how to have time. Every day, no time, no time, no time. So, brother, you see that if you're going to follow the Lord... You have to surrender. Let go. Allow him. If you don't have a heart that allows the Lord, then you are not following him. Allow the Lord. You see, when you look at the story of your life, there should be one major winner. And that winner should not be you. God should be the winner. You see, many times we have, we have an assumption that life is between you and your partner or your competitors or your enemies. No, life is between you and the other person and God. Out of those three, that triangular expression of life, sometimes you have an assumption that it is you that should win. No, it is God that should win. And so sometimes you and your enemy will be crying. Your enemy is crying. You too, you are crying and God is laughing. So it's not your laughter that should be the end of every story. Sometimes you will be crying, your enemy will, so your enemy will lose. You too, you will lose. Because okay, for example, let's use a scripture and say if somebody slap you, you turn the left cheek, right? Yes, if you slap if someone let's assume, turn to him. Don't slap <laughs> him yet. <here to> <laughs> Don't turn fool you. Sit down. Just sit down. If this guy slaps this guy, the Lord says this guy should turn his other cheek, right? If this guy turns his other cheek, the word turn other cheek means that sometimes you still do good. Are you together with me? Now the Bible says that when you do good to your enemy, you heap a coal of fire upon his head. Now when the coal of fire touches this one's head, this one will be crying. The second slap you have given this one, this one will still be crying. Are you together with me? Who will be laughing? (laughs) God will be loving. <laughs> Are you together with me? Yes, but eventually, a divine character would have been formed in you. And, um, and um, you will now you know, begin to think like God and act like God and be like God because you have submitted to God, to the process of God. Are we together, friends? And so your happiness is not priority. Are you together with me? Am I preaching here? Yes. so the so the, so the son of man have no holes he has no nest you see but the son of man will never have a night where there will be no place to sleep god will always provide but the son of man allows god are you with me he allows god and sometimes let me wrap up this particular point by saying this sometimes god takes you from the place of certainty and puts you on a journey of uncertainty are you with me And those are the times that precede Luke chapter 10 when he's ready to anoint. Anytime God is ready to anoint you, he takes you from what is certain and releases you into what is not certain. And the only thing that will be certain to you is that you will know God is with you. And God wants you to live a life where you know he's with you, even though there are no holes and there are no nests. Because many times, we are co- our comfort is in our holes yes. and our nests. Yes. And other times, he collects it from you and takes you on a journey of uncertainty. Yes. And the only thing you know is that God is with me. Yes. Am I preaching good? Yes, sir. I think I am. Praise God. Sit down, brother. Hallelujah. Let me tell you one of my work in this, on this earth. One of my work on this earth is to let people know that walking with God is not difficult. Yes, sir. Yes. And that is very possible. It's not difficult. Listen, I'll teach you how to walk with God in some of the high, high realms of walking with God. But you see, I'm going to make those things very easy for you. Because it is easy. Why is it easy? It's by the Spirit. Yes, sir. Those who make it difficult are not even walking with Him. Because if you make it difficult, you are proving that you have done it from your own strength. If you didn't do it from your strength, how come when you are preaching it is difficult? You didn't hear that. Did you? Yes, sir. So the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere. So it takes you from a certain place. And please, every one of you hear this. Every one of you will have this experience. Every one of you who has ever told God, God, you, I want you, I want to work with you. Every one of you are going to have this experience. God is going to shut a certain door and lead you on an uncertain journey every one of you. Every one of you. He will shut the door that is certain and lead you on an uncertain journey. And the only thing you have is that God is with me. And that's a true man. That's the true man. See, God created the heavens and the earth, right? But after creation, did he feel more like God? Did he feel more like God? No. So God was God before creation, and God was God after creation. So creation did not make him God. So it is important also that things don't make you feel comfort. You should be comfortable in God, as God, of God, by God, through God, with God. There should be a comfort that God gives you. So that when he now begins to bring holes and nests and blessings and all of that, you enjoy it, but they don't bring definition for you. Because if they define you, when it's taken away from you, you lose definition. So you must be defined with or without. Am I preaching here? So that's the point. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that's why he does that. He takes you from, from a place of certainty... Unlocks you and releases you, and the only thing you have, you know, he picked a man who had, whose whose family had built a big business. Genesis chapter eleven, they had become a big family. Terra talking about Abraham, his father. Terra, and then God then got to chapter twelve and told Abraham, now you're going to leave your father, you're going to leave your mother, and guess what? I don't know. I'm not going to tell you where you're going to. Amen. It would have been easier if he had said to this particular land, to that particular land, but he says to a land that I will show you and so live before i show you you see so that you don't hinge your life on what is seen because the things that are seen are completely temporal and the ones that are not seen are the ones that are eternal so when god wants to raise you and train you he delivers you from what you can see and then releases you into what you cannot see because he's making you in and it's turning you to someone that is eternal it's is eternity in you eternal dimensions in you People who have eternal realities are comfortable when they see nothing. Are you together with me? And that's the question I want to throw at you. What's your boldness level when you see nothing? That's, that's your real level. What's your boldness level? What's your assurance level when you see nothing? When the earth is darkness, when there is no, voice? what's your confidence level? Do you have confidence when you can see nothing? Then that's you. You get my point the more like you get my point i need to see your boldness now i need to see your confidence now and don't postpone your confidence and your boldness to when things happen don't become a man after you have things you understand be a man now be confident now And for the young guys and the young girls who are planning to get married or who just got married, you have to speak to your wife in boldness and confidence. Assure a girl without nothing. If you can assure a girl when you have nothing, you are a true man. If your words can stabilize a girl, you understand? Stabilize that girl and get her stable with words from Jehovah. And tell her how things are going to go. And how everything is going to be all right. And tell her, calm down. Zach is here. Are you with me? Yeah how to be a man. Yes, sir. Everything's going to be alright. Are you with me? What do you want? You want this or you want that? Calm down. Get it for you. Okay? Let's go for prayer meeting. Alright, let's go. Stop the bike. Are you with me? Do you have one error there? Let's use it. <laughs> and I bet you everything will be alright. I'm telling you the truth. Everything, every that what I call you, everything. It will be all right. We control it by the word of faith. Yes sir. yes, sir. Yes, sir. So when I get close to you, one thing I want to find out is: Are you sure? I like people who are sure. You have to be sure. Ask somebody: Are you sure? The energy kind of dropped. when you me. <laughs> I believe what Pastor Zaki say. for man? <laughs> Don't worry. You can't be under this kind of atmosphere and not be sure. You can't be under my administration and not be sure. You're gonna be sure. Ah. I like the Word of God so much. You know, I just want to be disciplined. The preaching just started, actually, but the time is up. We'll pick it on Wednesday. God bless you.